at all. He started to walk towards me with the iron bar held above his head. I didn't know what to do. Gramps was old and tottery. I could have knocked him over, but I didn't want to hurt him. I didn't want to get clobbered with the iron bar either. He came towards me. He was going to let me have it. I tried to think. What was the answer? What could it be? A compass! I shouted. You ate the compass! Gramps lowered the iron bar, but he still wasn't sure that the ugly person facing him was really me. What did I throw in the mouth of the frog? He demanded. Salt. Who put the apple man spy in the car boot? Howard. And me. What's your father's name? Carl. Who's the best Gramps in the world? You are! I shouted. I threw myself into his arms. He was smiling. He believed me. He knew it was really me. He hugged me tight. Rory, said Gramps, you're in a bad way, mate. We have to get help. I passed my hand over my rotting face. I'm terribly sick, I said faintly, and no one can help me. But I've got one thing to do while I still can. I'm going to find my dad. I have to see his smile just one more time. Gramps gave my hand a squeeze. This is only a battle, he said. The war's not over. We'll find the answer. Y you wait and see. I walked around the small jetty looking for a way out of the drain. We could go back the way we had come, but I wasn't sure that we could make it in the strong current. Neither of us was strong enough. Or we could head upstream, further into the tunnel. But where did it go and how far was it? Then I noticed a steel ladder on the wall across the water. It stretched up above our heads into another huge chimney-like tunnel. The ladder had at least a hundred rungs and it led up to a steel door. It was a long way to the top. Suddenly a rusty squeal filled the air. The door opened and light filtered into the shadows above. Someone or something was standing in the doorway. The apple spy, whispered Gramps. The mouldy apple man. I said hoarsely. It was him. It was him. Our deadly enemy was looking down at us. He was high above and I couldn't make out the details, but there was one thing for sure. He had something white and hairy and foul where his head should have been. Just the thought of that terrible being made my stomach churn. I felt as if maggots were eating my last store of courage. But I still had a little bit left. I snatched the iron bar from Gramps' hand and hurled it up at the mouldy apple man. Take that! I screamed. The bar hurtled upwards, turning and twisting through the air. Then it clanked harmlessly into the wall halfway up the ladder and began to fall. It fell with a splash into the water below. The mouldy apple man quickly ducked back and slammed the door. Once more we were alone. I could feel defeat and despair gnawing away inside me. I looked at my hands and arms. The flesh was loose and sagging. The germs were spreading, spreading, spreading. I couldn't bear to think what might be ahead. Suddenly the despair turned to anger. My mother was infected, and maybe my father, and now that mouldy spectre wanted to spread the disease and kill my brother, and anyone else who got in its way. Even poor old Gramps. How dare it! I didn't care about myself anymore. I was filled with rage. OK, Apple Man! I yelled into the shadows above. So you want to fight, do you? OK, here I come! You can't go up there! 
shouted Gramps. It's a trap! Just watch me, I said. Gramps tried to hold me back, but I pulled away. I lowered myself into the water and waded into the stream. I felt my foot touch something hard. The iron bar. I bent down and picked it up. Then I splashed my way across to the steel ladder on the other side. Don't, Rory boy, don't! pleaded Gramps. I ignored him and started to climb. One, two, three, four rungs. Suddenly my fingers touched something hanging on a rung above my head. I stopped and tried to work out what it was. What's up? yelled Gramps. I've found something! I said. Then I began to scream and scream and scream. Hands! I shrieked. There's a pair of hands hanging onto the rungs! Oh, don't touch them! yelled Gramps. I'm coming! Touch them? I couldn't touch them, not in a million years. They weren't just hands. They were sucked out hands, with no bones or muscles. Flat, empty skins. Some poor person had their innards sucked out. Only the dried out hands were left, still gripping the ladder. Suddenly I realised what the furry slippers were that I had seen at the entrance to the drain. Sucked out rat skins. Something terrible was in the water below. Hurry! I yelled at Gramps. Hurry! Gramps struggled slowly across the stream and pulled himself up onto the ladder. He stared at the hands which gripped the rung like a pair of frozen... Gloves! said Gramps. What? I yelled. They look like hands to me. Can't be, said Gramps. Why not? I shouted. They've got no fingernails. I suddenly felt stupid, thinking that gloves were hands. A wave of relief washed over me, but it didn't last for long. What about the rat skins? I yelled. What about those? There are slobberers here, Gramps. I threw the gloves into the stream below and continued to climb. Gramps followed, grasping each rung weakly with his knobbly fingers. Up, up, up. I stared down. The dimly lit jetty looked like a child's toy in the water way below. On I went until at last I reached the door at the top. There was no handle. I knew that on the other side, somewhere, was the mouldy apple man. I tried to stop a terrible thought entering my mind, a thought that had been trying to surface ever since my appearance started to change. I didn't want it out in the open. I didn't want to know what this disease was going to do to me. I had to stop myself thinking about it. Action was better than thoughts. Anything but face the truth. I clung on to the top rung with one shaking hand and desperately beat on the door with the iron bar. Come on, mouldy Mr. Applehead! I yelled crazily. Come on, slobberers! Come and see what I've got for you! Chapter 2 I lay as still as a corpse on the hospital trolley. The sheets draped over it hid me from view, but I was still taking a huge risk. I gripped Mum's shoe. It had saved me from killer sheep and evil strangling apple man roots. Would it save me from two nurses and a doctor? They were wheeling me along a corridor in the huge city hospital. Heard the news? I heard the doctor say. This morning's triplets. Two of them were two kilos, but the third was only one kilo and a bit. The nurses made sympathetic noises. 
Is the Lily okay? One of them asked. Fine, said the doctor. Mum and Dad are over the moon. I gritted my teeth and forced myself to stay hidden on the base of the trolley. I wanted to leap out and give the doctor and nurses a good shake. I wanted to tell them that Eileen and Howard's ward was where their attention was desperately needed, not the maternity ward. Families aren't only loving parents and 2.5 children, I wanted to yell at them. Families are also step-families, struggling with jealousy and sadness and evil diseases. But I didn't because my family was one of those and the only way I could save them was to get out of the hospital without being caught. I spent the rest of the trip down the corridor planning the details of how I'd save them. I knew I didn't have much time. The infection was killing Eileen and that meant it was doing the same to Rory with Howard not far behind. They might only have a few hours. I made a list in my head of everything I had to do in that time. One, find Rory's dad. Two, get him to say where the infected slobberers came from. Three, tell the doctors so they could find out more about the infection and discover a cure for it. Four, wait for the results. It seemed a lot. And what if we couldn't find Rory's dad? I prayed Rory and Gramps had found some clues at the refinery. But then what if Rory's dad didn't know where the slobberers had come from? I didn't want to think about that. I didn't get a chance to. The trolley stopped suddenly. I heard the doctor and nurses walk away. I decided to risk lifting a sheet to see where I was. Before I could, the trolley swung round and a male voice started humming. There was a bump and a jolt and I heard lift doors closing. We were going down. I had a horrible thought. What if we were going to the hospital laundry? What if they just chucked their sheets in the washing machine on hot without checking for stray bed socks or children? The lift jolted and we clattered out. Then the trolley stopped. Silence. It wasn't the laundry. I couldn't smell steam or detergent or stain remover or fabric softener.